Welcome to Hidden Risk, a cybercrime magazine podcast series brought to you by Black Kite, the only platform capable of uncovering risk from three dimensions. To learn more about our sponsor, visit blackkite.com. I'm your host, Heather Engel. Joining me today is Jeffrey Wheatman, Senior Vice President and Cyber Risk Evangelist at Black Kite. Jeffrey, welcome to the podcast. Heather, it's a pleasure to be here. So today we've had you on to talk a little bit about some of the challenges of talking to your board about security. So let's start with the first question. What is it that boards really care about when it comes to understanding cyber risk? That is a great question. It is the best question. It is ultimately the only question that risk and security executives should even be thinking about. But I'm going to take it up one level and then drop it down. What do boards care about? Full stop. And I can tell you, they care about three things. Number one, they care about money coming in, customers, revenue, profit, reputation, market share, et cetera. Second thing they care about is money going out, expenses, penalties and fines, money going out because of compliance issues, et cetera. And then the third one is if something goes bad, who gets in trouble? So who is ultimately held accountable for those decisions? Now, those three things are what the boards focus on across the entirety of any organization, public, private, not-for-profit, even public sector, although they don't necessarily call them boards of directors. So When we start talking about the impact of cybersecurity and cyber risk, what we need to do is we must take everything we're talking about and contextualize it within at least one of those three things. Hey, folks, if we don't do X, whether it's manage third-party risk or make sure that our systems are protected or make sure that our partners are doing a great job, here are the business impacts that will occur. And that is a very, very challenging thing to do. It is what boards require. And I'll just share a quick story. I am a member of a group called the National Association of Corporate Directors, the NACD. I was on a webinar a few weeks ago, and they were talking about cybersecurity at the board. And these are board members for Fortune 1000 companies, Fortune 500, Fortune 250 in a couple of cases, really, really large companies. And they were asking questions and making observations about cybersecurity that they shouldn't be asking. They shouldn't have to ask these questions. They should have this information at their fingertips. When a CFO goes in front of the board or a CEO goes in front of the board or a COO, they have a set of things that they communicate to the board so the board can understand what the organization is going through. For whatever reason, on the cybersecurity and cyber risk side, that is just not happening, at least not in a consistent basis. So I think that it behooves us on the security and risk side to carefully consider and carefully think about what it is we are bringing to them and ask ourselves in our heads before we talk about something, is this something that they are going to care about? And is it something they're going to understand? And in a lot of cases, this is just not happening. So we end up with people getting caught flat-footed. I'm actually doing some research for an internal presentation I'm doing in a couple of weeks. And there have been 75 significant breaches since January 1st of 2024. And these boards are getting caught flat-footed because they don't know what they're exposed to. They don't know what they should be asking. And they are not being presented information in a form or a context or pattern that they're comfortable with, that they're used to. They know it's a problem, but they don't really know why it's a problem for their organizations. And this is pretty consistent across the board. So why do you think that it is difficult for CISOs to talk to the board about risk? What makes this such a challenge? 
So that is a terrific question. I think there are a few answers that contribute. I think the first one is a lot of CISOs and similar, right? So it's people that are running security and risk program with or without that title. Many of them come from technology backgrounds. It's where they're comfortable. They think, assume, come to the conclusion that their audience understands the same things they do, that the audience is interested in hearing about the same things that they do. So they tend to talk in terms that they're comfortable with. They talk about threats and vulnerabilities. They talk about controls. And that's just not something that business people really can pick up on. So that's the first one. I think the second one, I've been in front of over 100 boards. It's intimidating. These are people that are at the top of their game. These are people who have had 40-year careers, 50-year careers, who have accomplished amazing things. And all of a sudden, you're in front of them and you have to give them a 10-minute story that helps them understand what they're exposed to and how they should make decisions and how they should oversee the C-levels making decisions. So I think there's a little bit of a discomfort when you're going in front of these people in these boardrooms with the mahogany tables and the big glass windows looking out on these big cities. And then I think the third problem is the snake eating its own tail or the dragon chasing itself. Or if you have dogs, you know, they run around and try to grab their own tail. We have a tendency to do the things that we've done before because it's where we are comfortable. When I talk to people that are going in front of boards, either for first time, second time, earlier times, I coach them to be very, very mindful of not talking about the things we always talk about, not saying, well, we've always done it this way, and therefore we will continue to do it this way going forward. Because when the boards hear that, they drop it in a bucket. And that bucket is security is a technology thing. And it's not. It's a business problem. It's a business discipline. There's been a ton of discussion on LinkedIn recently about whether CISOs should be technical or have better social skills. I have very strong opinions. I think the social skills, I think the softer skills are significantly more valuable for being in front of that audience. So I think it's really those three things. And I also think you use the word risk in your question. That's a big challenge because risk is a word that is very ill-defined. A number of years ago, I did a presentation called The Myth of the Chief Risk Officer. And my opening slide was a list of definitions. I went to one of the search engines and I typed in definition colon risk. And I got eight responses, eight definitions. They were all different. How do we communicate about something when we cannot even agree upon what it is? And those are the main reasons why I think there is this continued struggle. We're in a new discipline. Security is new compared to finance, compared to operations, compared to supply chain and all of these other things. So it's a learning exercise. And the good news is they're getting better. We're getting better. I talk to a lot of board members and they feel more comfort. They have a better understanding. I think we still have a ways to go, but we're definitely moving in the right direction. We'll be right back after a quick word from our sponsor. Black Kite knows how complex it can be managing your cyber ecosystem risk. You're forced to either use a manual process or rely on old-school ratings or scorecards. Neither option gives you a full picture of risk, and both force you to make decisions with blindsides, and this uncertainty causes increased stress. Black Kite illuminates risk in your cyber ecosystem. Our deep insights help you ease the tension caused by the unknown in your cyber ecosystem. We do this by giving you more than a risk score. We've created an automated system that provides real-time and accurate risk intelligence. Our data is accurate, reliable, detailed, and operationalized, so you can make informed risk decisions across your ever-changing cyber ecosystem. To learn more, visit blackkite.com. And now, back to the podcast. 
So this is a question that's a little bit off topic, but it's something that I'm interested to hear your thoughts. When we talk about risk, one of the things that I see in my practice is that it's a little bit more difficult to quantify cyber risk than it is to quantify some of those other things that you mentioned. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? I would love to wax poetic about cyber risk <laughs> quantification, although I don't know how much time we have because I could go on for a long time. I think that risk quantification within the domain of technology, within the domain of cybersecurity is very much an evolving practice. Seven, eight years ago, when we first started hearing about it, it was really very, very abstract, very esoteric. It was not terribly defensible. We now see models out there that are getting more mature. We now have better data going into them. We've now gone through a bunch of cycles where we've said, okay, here's what we think it is. And then we can go back and look and check whether our assumptions were correct. So we're definitely seeing a lot more forward-moving progress. And I think one of the key things in a previous role, I used to talk to a lot of vendors. And anytime a vendor came to me and told me the risk is $1,219,356.55, I cry shenanigans there because <laughs> nobody has the ability to get it down to that level. The CFOs don't do it. They round and they give ranges. And that is what we really need to get comfortable with. We believe the risk of losing data to a ransomware attack is somewhere between $1 million and $1.5 million. And we have a confidence level of 95% that that is true. So, you know, talking about risk calibration. And I think those are really, really important things to think about because I can tell you from coaching CISOs for the last 20 plus years, if you go in front of the board and you give them that number, they don't believe you because they know you can't get to that level of precision and accuracy. So it's more about getting the conversation going and the risk is between 1 million and 1.2. It will cost us $300,000 to drop that risk by 50%. Well, that's a conversation you can have. Because I can tell you what fails for sure. Hey, boss, I need $5 million. And the boss says, that's an awful lot of money. What happens if we don't give you the money? Well, we think something real bad might happen. Maybe next year, maybe. They're not going to give you the money because they can give it to sales. They can give it to marketing. They can give it to operations. And those folks have numbers on the other end. So we have a kind of teeter-totter where we have numbers on one side and hemming and hawing and those kinds of things on the other. So there are a lot of methodologies out there. We actually use a methodology called Open Fair, which has probably been around the longest of any of the cyber risk CRQ methodologies out there. We have a lot of confidence in it. It's got a proven track record. It is very, very well understood. The awareness of it at the board level and at the C-suite, the corner offices is also fairly high. So at least they understand what it is they are getting. And the other thing, Heather, that I tell people all the time, you need to be consistent. Even if you are somewhat arbitrary, if you are consistent in your arbitrary discussions, you're in better shape because we know some people tend to be more risk seeking. Some people tend to be more risk averse. So if you build your model in that way and communicate to the executives, here are the things we are uncertain about. Here are the things we are estimating. That's really, really powerful for building the gravitas and building the trust and building the reputation for not running in and saying we need $5 million or the entire building is going to collapse into a black hole and we're all going to be gone, right? That doesn't work. FUD, fear, uncertainty, and doubt needs to go away. 
And risk quantification is sort of the opposite end of that discussion. And we see a lot of success there, especially in finance, insurance, industries that have been based on data and quantification historically. They tend to understand these things better. And we're starting now to see it getting much more traction across a lot of other industries. So we've talked a little bit about what it is that boards care about when it comes to understanding risk. We've talked about quantification and why it might be difficult for CISOs to talk to the board. What advice do you have for CISOs who are trying to communicate risk to their board of directors? Oh, that is my favorite question, Heather. So the first thing is we need to learn to tell stories. If you go in front of the board or any audience really and show them graphs and charts without context, without some understanding about why you're telling them these things, it's going to fall on deaf ears. A former colleague of mine used to say that if you go in front of the board and you give them data, you need to contextualize it for them because otherwise they will take the wrong message because they're going to build a message based on their background. So being able to construct a story, we know this is important to you. There are risks to you achieving those goals, right? I talked about at the beginning, money coming in, money going out. And if something goes sideways, who's in trouble? So those are the things we build from. And then we can go through and say, well, we've implemented a set of processes, behaviors, activities. We've hired people. We've invested in instrumentation and tooling in order to monitor that risk exposure and to lower it either from the likelihood of it happening or the impact when it does, because we can't stop everything. So building that narrative and starting with the end game, which is what they care about, what your audience cares about. So I think that's the first thing. The second thing is we need to present this to them and deliver it to them in a conversational way, as opposed to being pedantic and telling them things. We show them things and they say, does this help you make better decisions? And I'll give one really important tip. Never, ever, ever ask an audience this question. Does this make sense? That is so disrespectful to your audience. You're talking down to them when you do that. Instead, does this help you make better decisions? If we show you this, are there other things related to this that you would like to see? So having that engagement rather than just spouting them, if your board gives you 15 minutes, you should not be talking for 15 minutes. If your board gives you 10, you shouldn't be talking for 10. You have to allow time for discussion. You need to pause as you go and say, does anybody have any questions on this? Is this helpful? Is this useful? Does this match what you were expecting to see? So I think those things are really important. And then again, back to the first thing we talked about, which is you have to tie it back to something they care about. If they don't care about what you're talking about, and I can tell you, they don't care about patching. They don't care about MFA. They don't care about data encryption. What they care about are financial impacts. What they care about are reputational impacts. What they care about are resilience, right? If you're not protecting the organization and something happens and they can't function, if they're down for a day, a week, or longer in some cases, that's the kind of thing that we need to talk to them about. And then one final tip, there's always going to be someone on your board or someone on the executive committee, whether it's the audit committee or a lot of organizations are starting to build risk committees. Find someone that understands and tell them your story, pitch it to them as an audience to get some feedback, right? If you go to the theater, you're not walking into the theater and seeing people who are looking at the script for the very first time. They rehearse, they practice, they practice in front of the directors, they practice in front of each other. We need to do more of that to own your story, to get smoother, to get more comfortable, to be able to learn how to answer questions on the fly. And here's a really important thing. 
It's okay to say, I don't have the answer to that, but I will get it back to you. I have to do some research. That is significantly better than blurting out an answer and then going, ooh, I should not have said that because I don't know that it's actually true. So those are some of the things I think. And it's not all doom and gloom, Heather. People are definitely getting better. Boards are bringing in outside parties to do educational sessions. CISOs are getting coaches. Chief risk officers are getting coaches. So we're definitely seeing some improvement. I do think that the new SEC ruling, which kicked in at the beginning of 2024, is going to push a lot of boards and senior executives to start asking better questions as opposed to being sort of a forced, unwilling audience because their external stakeholders, their customers, their partners, and the SEC in particular are going to start asking them questions. I always tell people when I managed staff years ago, don't put me in a position where someone asks me a question and the best answer I can come up with is duh, right? We have to have answers. And the only way we have answers is if we are provided with information and guidance and suggestions and thoughts and context. Those are sort of the tips that I would give. Jeffrey, thanks for being on the podcast. Really interesting discussion about risk and communication when we're talking to our boards. Awesome. Thanks, Heather, for having me. I appreciate the time and I appreciate the soapbox to stand on. Hidden Risk is a cybercrime magazine podcast series brought to you by Black Kite, an award-winning intelligence platform. Black Kite is disrupting traditional third-party risk management practices worldwide by providing cybersecurity experts with full visibility they've never experienced before. To learn more about our sponsor, visit blackkite.com. For more of our media, visit our website at cybersecurityventures.com.